So this week on Amen, Brother Ben, the podcast that keeps you focused on God and acting like Jesus, we have been picking apart this subtle idolatry that is Christian nationalism, this kind of hybrid patriotism that goes too far with Christianity that doesn't go far enough, trying to get down to the bottom of what it means and what it does for us and to the world. And I've noticed uh, that a lot of this revolves around one big idea, and that is power. I've got the power. The curse of the DJs. I've, I've, I just said power, and I, I heard like four songs that I could be playing if it wouldn't be a copyright infringement on my podcast. But uh, that's all in my head, and we'll never make it to air, thankfully. Um, just like when I got thrown off the stage for starting to sing Sunday morning at church. They're like, no, boo. All right. Enough said. Feelings hurt. We will move on. <laughs> Thank you for listening, by the way. Amenben.com, if you don't know, is the website where you can see wherever you can get podcasts. This podcast gets pushed to lots of different places on the interwebs. And we thank you for listening. Christian nationalism. Again, not the absolute biggest enemy of Christianity at this point, but it is pretty prominent, especially where or in the circles that I'm in and I see. Um, I, I was in Sim, uh, Simply Southern uh, and I saw a t-shirt. And not that I was shopping in there because I know that that's like a, a country white girls store, but my wife and I walked into the that store at the mall uh, the other day when we were out and she was looking for a particular shirt and I saw one that it was like and it, and it had a picture of a dog with an American flag, like a um, handkerchief around its neck and some sunglasses, very random. And it said, Mama raised me right. God, family, country. Right? And by the way, those are all good things and very important. But that right there, that kind of, if you take all those things, um, and try to blob them together, uh, you kind of get Christian nationalism. And um, when really it should be God in big letters, and then like on the back of the shirt at the bottom that usually gets tucked in in small font, family, country, everything else, right? Should be God of everything. Should be Jesus far and away your most important priority. And so that's why we have to keep those other good things in check. But it all comes down to something I was kind of thinking about is what makes someone uh, get drawn into this kind of Christian nationalist idolatry where they maybe take some good things about Christianity and, and set some other not so good things on top of it and kind of distort it a little bit. And I've realized that a lot of it comes down to power. You see, we want to be in control and we want Jesus, you know, I think it, when it all, most Christians, you would, they wouldn't argue that they want, they want Jesus to be in power, right? They want, they know that God is ultimately in power and that Jesus is the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And he, they want his kingdom come, but they think that the kingdom come looks a certain way. And when you get into the teachings of Jesus and you get into the words of God, you realize that, um, God's kingdom's a little different than we we think. And, and God's kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven doesn't necessarily mean that a Christian is uh, in political power or financial comfort or, you know, 
uh, social influence or anything like that. We think that that heavenly blessings end up being, you know, meaning worldly results. And while sometimes that's true, not a lot of times it's not. In fact, a lot of times the opposite is true. And and what it all comes down to is we have to be faithful enough to realize that that the power that we're going after, the power that Jesus flexes and that He has. Uh, it looks very different from the world. And so our power is going to be the same. That's why Jesus said in the Beatitudes in Matthew 5, 5, blessed are the meek or blessed are those who are humble or blessed you know, are the gentle, those, those ones that you wouldn't think would normally be taking charge, the alpha dogs taking control. Blessed are the meek for they will inherit the earth. Not the power brokers, not the ones that go grab life by the horns, but the meek, the ones that are humble enough to play the background and do what's right for their neighbor and do what's right to bring glory to God. That's kind of uh, the the idea behind Jesus's uh, admonition to us to uh, to be meek, to take up our cross, as he calls us elsewhere, take up your cross daily and follow me. The cross means punishment. The cross means struggle. The cross means you're going to suffer. And sometimes that's physically, like Jesus did. Sometimes that's financially. Sometimes that's socially. Your popularity may suffer. Um, there's lots of things that that could mean. Um, and not saying that it's all going to be bad, but Jesus is very upfront with us uh, that that his power looks different. Now, that doesn't mean that we're going to be weak. And I want you to understand that. I'm not... Uh, saying that that Christians should be jellyfish. I'm not saying that Christians, you know, necessarily need to be pacifists in all situations. Um, you know, Second Timothy one seven says God doesn't give us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and self control. But that power is a spiritual power, right? That power uh, has more effect and dominion in the spiritual realm and relational ways in spiritual ways than it does in worldly ways. And so a lot of times people, they just want the power and Christian nationalists are, are a lot of times they, they get bent out of shape when society does not reflect the values that the Bible does. Right. And I get it because we want God's values. We want God's truth to, to have its day, but we know that, uh, ultimately it will have its day. And we are not going to compromise in the meantime. And so, uh, again, this goes back to the phrase that, that keeps popping up here, which is don't solve heaven, heavenly problems with worldly solutions, right? And so we can't, we can't chase power in the same way that someone uh, would on a secular worldly level uh, because we know that our battles are fought in prayer and we know that our power is laid up in the spirit. And so... When we have the Holy Spirit in us and among us and, and, and working through us and guiding us, that may not lead to the most money. That may not lead to the most uh, political victory or social status or you know even business success, uh, but it will lead to God's kingdom, his upside down, uh, the first shall be the last, the meek shall inherit the, the, the kingdom, uh, that type of kingdom come. That's the type of will that will be done. Uh, and so on earth, it will begin to look like that. And then one day when Jesus comes back, 
um, then the power will be quite clearly <laughs> in his hands, and we can celebrate that. But until then, we show our power and weakness. Apostle Paul says, your power, your strength shows the best in my weakness. So if I have to be weak for your sake, I will do it to bring you glory. So let go of the need to be in power and let that be Jesus's thing. <laughs>